This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, friends, and welcome to another Monday mini episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help you figure out what's really going on in your relationship, to help get you out of it and get you on the road to healing. Today, I'm just going to do a little reminder of what you can do to help maintain no contact with an abusive person, because a lot of times we think that it just means ignoring them on our phones. I've talked about no contact a lot. I'm really passionate and I'm really strict about my own no contact. So this is again, just your little reminder to help you out if you are struggling with no contact. Like I mentioned, I am very strict about my no contact policy. And I strongly believe that the things that I do, the steps that I have taken have been critical on my healing journey. And I strongly believe that they will also help you if you are thinking about knowing contact, going no contact, or struggling to, or maybe you think you've done enough, but they're still kind of having access to you in certain ways. I did just do a whole episode about this and struggling with guilt, and it's a really good episode. I, by the time you listen to this, I'm not sure if it's out yet or not because I record my Monday minis while the other ones are already lined up. So anyway, check it out. Keep checking back to find that episode. But what are my rules for no contact? Let's dive in. First and foremost, block the abuser on every single thing that you have. Block them on text, block them on email, every single social media, anywhere that they can possibly, you know what, block them on Venmo, block them on Cash App, block them on everything, everything. Change your Netflix password, change everything because what an abusive person can do is when they lose access to you, They can just keep looking and looking and looking to find a way to get their name through on your phone. So they'll send you a penny or a quarter or whatever on Cash App, or they will get on your Netflix and change your name on Netflix to their name, just so that the next time you log in, you see their name. All of this is done to keep you in the trauma bond, to keep that heart rate going up every time their name pops up on your phone and so on. So definitely block them, get them out of the ability to reach out to you to the best of your ability. Obviously these people can get pretty creative because they are desperate to keep that control over you. So there might be ways that they can throw curveballs on you and keep going, but we want to make sure that you have the control in terms of doing everything that you can do to block them. And while we're on that note, we are going to make sure that we do not look at any of their social media or anyone who might be tagging them on social media. We are going to make sure to the best of our ability that they don't have access to our social media. Now, my accounts are public, um, so I really didn't have a choice but to sort of let them see what I was posting. I did make a choice because I already had platforms with you know several followers on, so I did that. But of course, I changed 
what I was sharing. And I, for a while, when I was first breaking the trauma bond, made sure that they weren't seeing anything that I didn't want them to see. You want to make sure that nobody is exchanging information between the two of you. If someone comes up to you and says, hey, guess what? I saw your abuser at this place. They're probably not using the word abuser because if they're passing information between the two of you, they probably don't believe that this person really was abusive and this person isn't safe for you to be around. So that is the next level is removing everyone who is willing to be a go-between for the two of you, willing to give information about you to your abuser or sitting here talking about your abuser to you because that is not helpful on your healing journey. It's not helping you to go no contact. It's not helping you to break the trauma bond. So get rid of all those people. And again, do not be looking at their social media because it's highly likely that they're going to be tagged in photos with the new supply or they're going to be posting photos of the new supply or something like that just to upset you, just to get back to you, just to make you feel like crap and make you feel like you've been replaced by someone so much better than you. The next level that I did, which some would say is very extreme, is block every mutual friend, basically anybody who knew them, except for maybe one or two people who I knew without a shadow of a doubt that they knew that I had been abused, that they knew that my abuser was abusive, that you know they weren't going to do anything to harm me or pick sides of the abuser or stay neutral, quote unquote, or anything like that. Anybody else, if I knew that they were following my abuser still, blocked. And then the next layer, which again, some people might say is extreme, is I removed everyone from my life who I felt yucky around. So if their name popped on my phone and I was like, oh no, this friend's going to say that, you know, I upset them by doing this or, you know, oh no, is this conversation going to be good or bad? If I felt anxious by those interactions or I didn't feel safe and that space was being held for me and that the connection was genuine, it was kind of like I still felt like I had to earn your approval, those people had to go. I removed those people or blocked them however that needed to look. And again, some people will think that that is extreme and over the top and um, dramatic or whatever. But what that did was help me to regulate my nervous system and stay calm and not be around other people who felt similar to me, uh, to my abuser. With those people gone, my nervous system had the time and the space to just be calm so that I could focus on my healing and not have those little moments of, oh no, here's this person's name popping up, whether it be your abuser, whether it be someone they know, whether it be someone else, some other friendship that you've tried to have, but unfortunately is just really rocky up and down. And again, you feel like you're trying to earn their approval or just constantly working to keep them happy in that friendship. All of those things There might be more that I can't think of right now. Um, All of those things really, really did help me to, I don't know, speed up my healing process. Obviously, you're still going to have to do the work. You're still going to have to take some time. But these steps, if all taken, can really, really help you move forward on your healing journey because those people being around, looking at their social media, allowing them to still have access to you is holding you back in your healing. I promise you that. Okay, that's all I have for this Monday mini. I hope that was like a short, quick little digestible version of how to go no contact. I'm just telling you the things that helped for me. So I hope that's helpful. 
write it down, think about what you have and haven't done in terms of going no contact and see if there's any next steps you can take. If you're sitting here going, why am I not healing? What's going on? Obviously, we're not the same person, but really think about if there's anyone else in your life or anything that you're still looking at that's holding you back in your healing because you deserve to heal. You deserve to be free from them, even if you haven't heard from them in a while, but every once in a while you're checking their Instagram or something like that. You don't need to do that. I know sometimes you think you do. I felt that way for a while. I was like, I need to know where they're at because what if they're going to come? Girl, I was just making that up. I did not need to know that stuff. And I felt so much more free when I let that go and had them blocked and stopped trying to find ways to figure out what they were up to. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Okay, that is all. If you like this podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. Um, I really appreciate it. All of your interaction really does get this into the ears of the people who need it the most. And go do something nice for yourself today as we wrap this up and go drink some water. See you all next week.